Hello and welcome to the Bridge of Faith podcast. We are glad you are listening. We hope you enjoy and are encouraged by today's message. Everyone, glad you're in the house this morning. Uh, we're moving forward in our Be Like Christ series. We're going right along here. And I'm excited for next week because next week my wife Jerry is going to be bringing the word to us. And she's going to be talking about peace and she is somewhat of a subject matter expert when it comes to peace because peace is actually literally her middle name, Jerry Peace. So don't miss out on next week, all right. She's going to be here relieving me but bringing a great word. So come on out to that. And the whole focus of our series that, we, that, that uh, we've been on for several weeks now is this, striving, doing our best that we can to live a life here on earth to be more like Christ. So just think about that in every single area, every single facet of our life. How can we live a life to be more like Christ? Because when we do that, when we make that our goal every day to be more like Christ, things, are, things will change. The type of spouse we are will change. The type of employee, type of friend, type of neighbor we are, all that will change. If we make it our goal every day when we wake up and say, how can I be more like Jesus at my workplace today? How can I be more like Jesus to my family today? When we do that and really focus on it, not just go through the motions with it, but truly focus on it, I believe that we will see a dramatic impact in our life. And now we know what that life should look like through a letter that Paul wrote to the church in Galatia. And in this letter, the highlight of it that we've been talking about is that in this letter, in the book of Galatians, Paul's going to write this, and then he's going to have two sets of lists. One set of lists is going to say, hey, this is what life looks like when we live according to our flesh. All right, And really, this is our natural tendency, and it has this list of, of just all these just bad aspects. But then he's going to say, but since you call yourself a believer... When you decide that you want Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life, well, this bad list shouldn't define you anymore. But this new list should. And that new list is the fruit of the Spirit. And that's what we've been talking about every week now. And today, what we're going to be on is peace. I'm sorry. No, I just, I just said that. Jerry, that's next week. Jerry's talking about peace. But if you remember our very first quality. Our very first quality that we ever talked about when we started this series, it was love. We talked about love. Love is so important for all of us as believers. Jesus said the two greatest commandments is to love God and love people. Love God and love people. Paul is going to describe the importance of love in the famous love passage that's found in 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. And in that passage, I'm just going to explain it to you. Paul says, hey, you know what? If you can speak in tongues, you can even have prophetic powers. You can even have faith to remove mountains. And you can even sacrifice your own life. But if you do all that, so basically if you are a super Christian, Right? If you are the greatest Christian on earth, doing all the right things, you can do all that. But if you do that without love, you've done nothing. You have not gained anything if you've done all that without love. Then Paul is going to get even more specific about this kind of love that he's talking about. And here are the first two things he has to say about this kind of love found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. He's going to say, love is patient 
and love is kind. We talked about patience last week. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that, I encourage you to check out the podcast and listen to what we said about patience last week. But today, we're talking about kindness. Love, this great love that should define you and me, it should be patient, but it should be kind. We're going to look more into that today. Choosing to be kind, choosing to be kind to other people, it is one of the most noticeable characteristics of any loving person. Just think about in your life right now, think about the most loving person that you know. Probably the first thing that comes to mind of why that person is a loving person is how kind they are. Right? Like they're just such a kind person. It's one of the first things that we notice. And in all honesty, I have to ask myself, and I'm asking all of us to ask ourselves this morning, is does that characteristic take place in my life? Is that noticeable in my life? When people think of me, do they think of a kind person? I ask that we will honestly ask ourselves that today. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We worship you, Father. We need you this morning, Lord. We want to live a better life. But living a better life and just doing the right things isn't going to cut it, Father, because it starts on the inside. It starts on the inside of us to where we're not just doing right things, but we're being the person that you want us to be, Father. And so I ask all you is just transform us this morning, God. Transform our hearts and our minds and use me to declare your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Kindness, kindness is this. It is choosing to be more thoughtful for others than we are ourselves. To be more thoughtful than others than ourselves. Jesus is going to talk about this. Jesus is going to say, hey, you know what? I came here on earth. I came here on earth not, not, not to be served, but to serve. I came here to think about others, to be kind to others, not just expecting everyone to serve me, not just expecting everyone to be kind to me, but Jesus, the Son of God, said, I came here to serve others. I came here to be kind, you could think of. And here's the thing, Jesus didn't come here just to be kind when it was easy, right? Anyone can be kind in easy situations. And in fact, this is what Jesus has to say about being kind when it matters most. And in Matthew 6, 32 through 35, it says this. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to others who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. When it speaks in this passage about being loving, when it speaks of doing good deeds, when it speaks of lending to others, these are all acts of kindness. It's all acts of kindness. This is the kindness we have been called to. And it's kind of scary, right, to think about that like, really? Can I really live up to this expectation? Can I really, in my life, to my family, to my employees, can I be this kind? Can I be this kind of person? Remember, this is only done, this kindness is only done through what is being produced in you already. 
It's not something that you and I already have. It's not something that you and I are naturally born with to be this kind of kind of people that's going to lend expecting nothing back in return. That's going to want to do good and love people who not love us back, but actually love our enemies. This kind of kindness is what I call a divine kindness. It is a divine kindness. It is only produced through the Holy Spirit. And it is only produced when we are connected to the source. When we say, you know what, I'm going to make reading this word a priority in my life. I'm going to make communicating to the Father in prayer a priority in my life. I'm going to make coming together as a body of believers a priority in my life. Because I know that when I do that, then the Holy Spirit is being produced in me. And when the Holy Spirit is being produced in me, then guess what? I can love my enemies. I can lend expecting nothing back in return. But, and I'm sure we can all attest to this. When I just get in, you know, caught up in the world, caught up in my own life, caught up in my own problems, and say I go some amount of time of not really reading the word, of not really praying, not really, uh, you know, trying to gather with a group of believers a priority, then guess what? There is no chance I'm going to be kind to even people that don't deserve it. There's no chance that I'm going to love my enemy in those situations. But... When we are connected to the source, when we are connected to the source, connected to our loving Father, then we can love our enemies. We can be kind to those who don't even deserve it. This divine kindness does not describe actions. This divine kindness does not describe actions, but it describes kind people. That's something that we have to really grasp a hold of this morning. Is that the kind of kindness that God wants us to have, the kind of kindness that he talks about in his word, this divine kindness, he's not talking about kind acts. He's not talking about doing kind acts. He's talking about being a kind person. And there's a difference. Because guess what? Doing kind acts means, you know, you know what, I guess I, I, I should go and help this person because, you know, it's the right thing to do and I should do it. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about being a kind person to where we see someone in need and then we just feel compulsed. We just feel this, this burning desire to go help that person because we are a kind person. Not because we want to do a kind act. We're not a charity. Church, we cannot be a charity. Thinking that we just have to do kind acts. You know, go help this person because the Bible says so. No, no, no. We need to... Be kind people. We need to be a kind church to where it's going to be our natural tendency to help those in need. This kindness, it is a fruit. As we've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit, right? This kindness is a fruit. And this fruit grows from the Spirit that is within us. That is the only way that it grows. Now... When do we know that this kindness is really just a habit of ours, right? When do we know that this kind of kindness, divine kindness, that it's just naturally who we are now? How do we know? Well, we know it has become who we are when wanting to be kind to other people becomes our first instinct and is not out of obligation. Some examples of this is this. We'll know that the kindness that God wants us to live is part of who we are when we don't have to think about all the negative reasons before we go help someone in need, right? I was driving to uh, work uh, this past week on Mission Boulevard, 
and a car went into a ditch and flipped upside down, right? Another car spun out, lost a tire, it clipped this other car, and that car went into a ditch upside down. It was maybe like six cars in front of me. And so just right away, I, I, I just pulled over, you know, and I could have said, oh, you know what? I got a lot to do today, all right? I got a paper to write. I got a message to prep for. I got to take care of my kids, you know? Like I, I could have came up with all the reasons that I shouldn't have helped this person. But I just said, you know what? No, all that needs to be put to side, and I need to pull over and do what I can do here. We know that the kindness of God is a part of who we are when we do not think of the many negative reasons before we decide to help someone. We'll know that it's part of who we are when we don't think of what the bare minimum is that we can help someone. But we think of how we can go the extra mile. How we can truly not just help them, not just be kind to them, but go the second mile with them and be a blessing to them. Um, Pastor Phil told me a story one time. Uh, he was picking up Todd White. If you don't know who, uh, uh, don't know who Todd White is, he's this very popular um, pastor. He moves in the prophetic. He travels the world just doing ministry. Awesome guy. And so years and years ago, Pastor Phil picks him up in L.A. at the airport to take him to some event that he's going to be speaking at that Pastor Phil was working at. And so Pastor Phil picks up Todd White, and they're on the freeway, and they're in just crazy traffic in L.A. And then all of a sudden, not too far from them, this motorcycle just gets, like, ran over. This poor guy just gets completely just, like, ran over by this car. He goes flying. Now, they're in, like, traffic, and so they're kind of stopped. As soon as this happened, Todd White jumps out the car in the middle of the highway in L.A. He jumps out of the car, and he goes to run to the person that just got hit. And he goes to him, and he says, brother, brother, what's wrong? What's wrong? He's like, uh, I think I'm okay. And he says, hey, dude, Jesus just saved your life, man. You should be dead right now, bro. But Jesus saved your life. Do you know why? He's like, and then the guy's kind of like confused now, right? Like, what's going on? He's like, uh, no, I don't know why. He's like, because he's got a plan for your life. He's got a plan for your life, man. Do you want to accept Jesus right now? And, and, and on the highway, this motorcyclist accepted Jesus into his heart. Because Todd White stopped from now. That was a kind act, right? That was super kind of Todd White. But he didn't stop there. He didn't stop there. He, Pastor Phil says he reaches into his wallet pulls out like $200 in cash and just gives it to the person. Say, here, man, just, just, just take care of what you got to take care of and just God bless you, bro. Goes a second mile. Goes a second mile. That's what God is calling us to do. That, that is the divine kindness that God wants us to have. Not the one that just says, okay, I know I should help out here. Uh, what can I do to help out but then get on back to my schedule, right? No, no, no. The kind of kindness that says, what can I do to help out and more? How can I go above and beyond being a blessing to this person? We will know that this kind of kindness is part of who we are when that situation is over with. It pains us to think of what we could have done more. When a situation is over with, when we could have shown kindness and we go home or go to work or go wherever, and then when we think about that situation later on, it pains us to think about what we could have done more. That's when we know that, man, this divine kindness is truly part of who we are. That's when we know. I want to share a story of kindness from the word here. And this story is from King David. 
David now, he was best friends with this guy named Jonathan. Jonathan was the son of the first king of Israel, Saul. And so David and Jonathan are best friends. And then later on, David and Jonathan are going to swear this, just this lifelong loyalty to each other because they are such good friends. They love each other. And so they swear this lifelong loyalty. But King Saul... He wants to kill David. As soon as David is anointed king of Israel, but he's not there yet, Saul is still king. Jonathan's dad, he wants to kill David. And in fact, he tries multiple times to kill David. David eventually is going to become king, though. Eventually, at some point, King Saul and his, and, and, and his son Jonathan are going to be killed in battle. David is going to become king. And then he's going to remember his promise that he made to Jonathan. And that takes us to 2 Samuel chapter 9. And David said, Is there still anyone left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now there was a servant in the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. And they called him to David. And the king said to him, are you Ziba? And he said, I am your servant. And the king said, is there not still someone of the house of Saul? Now remember, Saul left this earth while still trying to kill David. And here is David saying, is there still not someone from the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God to him? Ziba said to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan. He is crippled in his feet. The king said to him, where is he? And Ziba said to the king, he is in the house of Machir, the son of Amuel at Lodibar. Then King David sent and brought him from the house of Machir, the son of Amuel at Lodibar, and Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, son of Saul, came to David and fell on his face and paid homage. And David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Behold, I am your servant. And David said to him, Do not fear, for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan. And I will restore to you all the land of your Saul father, and you shall eat at my table always. So if you don't know, Mephibosheth, he is a son of the king. And back in these days, when a king was overthrown, no longer king, well then somebody else would, be go, would, would, would most likely go into that house and make sure all of his sons were killed, right? Because they didn't want anyone else from that family to take over. And so in that hurrying, when, when, when Mephibosheth was just a little boy, the maid of that house Picking him up, trying to get out to rescue him, dropped him as a little boy, and he was crippled in both of his feet. And now, we don't know how old exactly he is, but he's a young man now. David has, has been king in Israel, and he thinks back and says, my best friend Jonathan, my best friend Jonathan, we made a promise to each other. And now he says, now, now that he's king, he says to his servants, is there not anyone left of the house of Saul? Now remember, Saul was trying to kill him. And he says, is there anyone from the house of Saul that I could show the kindness of God to? And he says, yes, your best friend Jonathan, remember him? Your best friend Jonathan, he has a son left. He has a son. And so here he is now. He's with King David. David shows him kindness, not just any kind of kindness, but he shows him divine kindness. 
And he says, I'm going to give you land and you're going to eat at my table. King David shows us the kindness that God wants all of us to live with. This kind of kindness that he wants us not just to act with, but the kind of kindness he wants us to be. And in this lesson from King David, this is what we're going to learn from this kind of kindness. Number one, this kindness is from God. We're not born with it. This kindness is from God. Verse 3 told us this. It said that I may show the kindness of God to him. King David said, who is out there still from the house of Saul that I can show not my kindness, but that I can show the kindness of God too. So what does that tell us? That this divine kindness is only from what we ask for from the Holy Spirit. When we ask Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of our life, we are filled with his spirit. Now what do we do with this spirit? This spirit is our helper. He is our guide. He is our counselor. He gives us a strength that we don't have. And one of the things that we need to ask for him is say, help me, Holy Spirit, to be kind. Help me, Holy Spirit, to show the kindness that only comes from God. That only comes from God. The second thing that we learn about this kind of kindness is this. This kind of kindness is the kind of kindness that seeks out. It seeks out. In verse 5, it said this, that King David sent and brought him from the house of Machir, the son of Amiel at Lodabar. So this isn't the kind of kindness that only shows the kindness when the time is right. It only shows the kind of kindness when it fits in with our schedule. That's not what King David did. He said, where is he? Where is somebody that I can seek out to show kindness to? That that can just interrupt my day, interrupt my schedule, and that I can go out and show kindness to. This is the kind of kindness that God wants us to show. The kind of kindness that doesn't just wait for, for, for situations to come to us, but the kind of kindness that's going to seek out, who can I bless today? Who can I help today? Who can I be kind to today? Remember, this is the kindness that seeks to be kind to those that don't deserve it. Not just to be kind to those that are good to us. Not just be kind to those coworkers that we like to work with, right? Not just be kind to the family members that don't get on our nerves. But this is the kind of kindness that says, you know what? Even though your grandpa, King Saul, tried to kill me on multiple times, and because of that, you probably deserve to be killed right now, I'm not going to give you what you deserve. But I'm going to be kind to you. I'm going to be kind to you with the kindness that's only from God. And the third thing that this kind of kindness shows us, this shows the kindness that goes above and beyond. In verse 7, it said that King David did this. And I will restore to you, King David said to Mephibosheth, and I will restore to you all the land of Saul, your father, and you shall eat at my table always. How much kindness has God showed to you? How much kindness has God showed to you in your life? To where, you know, maybe, maybe we deserve punishment. Maybe we did something wrong that we know was wrong, but yet God decided to love you anyways. How many times has God went above and beyond to where not only he chose to forgive us, but then he blessed you with something that we never even deserved to have in the first place? How many times has God done that for us? And this is, this is the kind of kindness 
that, that God wants us to show to other people. The kindness that God gives us, it really helps us to live out the golden rule. Treat others as you want to be treated. Be kind to others as you would wish for them to be kind to you. I'm going to conclude here. We can be this kindness towards other people. We can be this kind of kindness towards our family members, towards those who are in our life. We can be it because it is who our God is. It is the nature of the God that we serve. Our God reached out to us to show us kindness. Our God went the second mile for us in choosing to send his son Jesus to die for us on the cross. My challenge for myself and all of us this morning is this. That we're going to wake up every day and we're going to ask this question. And maybe ask it multiple times throughout the day. Is this, how can we show more kindness to the people you put in my life, God? God, how can I show more kindness to my spouse? God, how can I show more kindness to my kids today? God, how can I show more kindness to my neighbor? How can I show more kindness to the people at my work? How can I show more kindness? And what does that look like? You know, it can start with simply this, giving a smile to people. Showing up to work, showing up to your house, giving them a smile, saying hello, showing them eye contact. It could be simply thanking people, thanking them for what they do. And just always constantly thinking, who can I lend a helping hand to today? Who can I lend a helping hand to today? And there is something powerful that we can all do that's going to help us out with this. You ready for this? There are two places in Scripture that Paul begins with these words. Whatever you do, there's two places in Scripture that Paul, that Paul begins writing saying, whatever you do. The first place is Colossians 3.17. Colossians 3.17 says this, Paul wrote, and whatever you do in word or deed, or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever you do, whatever acts you do, okay, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. So if we are going to be doing something in the name of the Lord Jesus, that means that whatever we're doing, we're doing it in his place. Meaning that whatever we're doing, whether you're at work, whether you're at home, whether you're out and about going grocery shopping, whatever you're doing, we are to act as if Jesus himself is the one doing it through us. So now put yourself in that situation at work. Put yourself in that family situation where you know just that person gets on your nerves and there's, there's no way that I can be kind to them. Replace yourself with Jesus now. And now, what would Jesus do in that situation? How would Jesus respond in that work situation? How would Jesus respond to that family member? And now, we will be able to show the kind of kindness that only comes from God. The second place that it says whatever you do is Colossians 3.23. And it says these words. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So the first one said whatever you do, do it in the name of the Father. Right? Do it in the name of Jesus. This one says whatever you do, work at it as if you're working for the Lord. 
for the Lord. So now this is telling us, now take that same scenario. Take that coworker that, that you just can't stand. Take that family member that gets on your last nerve. And now it says, act like that person is Jesus. Now how would you respond, not to the person that gets on your last nerves, but how would you respond if that last person that gets on your last nerves was Jesus? How would you respond to that person now? It says do everything, whatever you do, whatever you do, do it for the Lord. Act like that person is Jesus himself. Now I bet we'll be kind to that person. I bet even though that person might rub us the wrong way, if we act like that person is Jesus, I bet that we're going to treat that person with divine kindness. Divine kindness. This tells us to act or respond as if the other person is Christ. And what kind of kindness would I be showing to people in my life today if I responded as if that person was Christ? If we could all stand, I'm going to end with this. Years and years ago, um, I heard Pastor Phil say this once, and it really stuck to me. In the New Testament, the Greek word for kindness is krestos. So the Greek word for kindness, krestos in the Greek. And the Greek word for Christ is Christos. So you got krestos is kind, and Christos is Christ. Now, these two pronunciations were so similar that scholars say that it was common for people back in the day to confuse Christians with kind ones. And so, in fact, they would, regular, or they would call Christians kind ones because those pronunciations were so close to each other that back in the day, Christians would actually mistakenly be called the kind ones. And now, if these Christians were not displaying already the divine kindness that already comes from God, there is no way the world, no matter how close those pro, uh, pronunciations are, there is no way that the world would be able to confuse a Christian with a kind one. And so my question for us today is in our personal lives, individually, and as a church, can the world confuse us with kind ones? Can the world confuse us because we're so similar, we're so closely related because we are a Christian and because we are kind and is so closely related to each other, can the world confuse the two and actually not call us Christians but call us the kind ones? Can that happen? If I'm being honest, it doesn't happen all the time in my life. It doesn't. I know that when I get disconnected from the source, when I lose that connection, Man, I am not being confused anymore. I'm not. But I also know that, man, when I am deeply connected to my Father, when I'm choosing to make Him a priority in my life, when I'm choosing not just to think about who Jesus is, but truly let it sink into my heart to where it transforms my mind, it changes how I think, it changes what I want to do. When I do that, then I believe that I can't be confused as a kind one, that you can be confused as a kind one when we decide to be connected to the source. Again, it goes back to believing that God is kind. And because God is kind and His Spirit lives in me, when I'm connected to Him, I can be kind. I can be confused as a kind one.
Let's have that. Let's make that our goal. That the world will not be able to tell the difference between a Christian and a kind one. That's just going to blend together. That this church, that, the, that our community is not going to be able to tell the difference between our church and kindness because it's going to look one and the same. Let's make that our goal as you go to school, as you go to work, as you go back home to your family. That it's going to look one and the same. Now I'm a follower of Christ and I'm a kind one. And I'm kind with divine kindness. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we just love you. We worship you, God. All these fruits of the spirit that we're speaking of, especially kindness today, we cannot display it. It cannot be a natural characteristic of who we are unless we have you. So I pray, Lord God, that we will do whatever it takes, whatever it takes, even if that means starting at the very beginning and asking you to be the Lord and Savior of our life. And all that means is that we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus is the Son of God. And that he did die on the cross for my sins. And he rose again on the third day, defeating death. And now he sits at the right hand of the Father. And now because he does that, when I ask him to forgive me of my sins, when I say, please forgive me of all my sins, forgive me of the things I've said, I've done, I've thought, I repent of those ways, help me to live a better life, that we are washed and cleansed and made new. We are a new creation. And now we can live out these fruit of the Spirit. Now we can be kind to even the ones that don't deserve it in our life. Help us to do that, Lord God. Help us to be kind. And not just do kind acts, but be a kind people. That we will be confused as the kind ones, Father God. That you're going to use us to show an unusual kindness to our family members that maybe even deserve it the least. That you're going to use us to show a divine kindness to our coworkers that nobody else will ever because maybe they don't deserve it. Help us to be the ones to show them that kindness. Because when we show them that kindness, what we are doing is showing them you. We're showing them you. So I ask, Lord God, you would give us the strength to do all that. You would fill us with your spirit and we'll be connected with the source. And we'll read your word, we'll pray, we'll come together, that all that will be a priority in our life because we know that that is when we can be kind to the people, be kind to the, our family, be kind to the people that you place in our life. Help us to do that, Lord God. We just thank you so much for today, Father. As you bless everyone here with a wonderful Sunday, with a great week, Lord. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, you guys. Have a great week. Again, be here on Tuesday night if you can make it 730. Man, it is a powerful time that we have with Inspired Church, a time of worship and prayer. You're not going to want to miss out on that. God bless you guys.